here we go. So I'm going to I'm going to get into it here. What's up everybody? Welcome. This is going to be a super it's going to be a super special edition of the Keep Shooting podcast because we have a special guest here today. We have my man Silish who just confirmed pronunciation of his name a couple seconds ago. <laughs> although we've been although we've been in contact for how long, man? It's been probably just over a year now cuz we got in contact, yeah, fall of 19. So, uh maybe I'm maybe that makes me the worst friend in the world. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's dude, that's the internet though, man, you know? You're totally right. I think I think you mentioned that you might have never heard me say it and I was like, yeah, actually I don't think we ever bro, really did that. Bro, you <laughs> I went through your Instagram page hoping that you said your name in the Instagram page. <laughs> Like this is where we're at with things, man. Because you know, because it's like that. Um, it's like that stage. Like you know, like when you see people on a regular basis and you never remember their name. Yeah, and you can't ask for it now. Like, so yeah, you can't. Weird. It's like the third time you've actually had dinner with them, like six times or something like that, and you're like, "Dang, I can't ask this person's name." Like I don't, I don't know what to do. So you're just always like, "Hey, bud," you know what I mean? Like I had this problem in college, and I told my friend whenever I would introduce him in a certain way, he would have to like repeat their name back so if i didn't remember you know i'd be like hey like hey john can we meet my friend right here say, hey my name is john he's like, hey my name is mike he goes, hey mike it's nice to meet you and then i'd be thinking oh his name's mike that's that was a trick i used to do at parties no that's 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 fantastic i still do that same like that same exact thing at, at like weddings if i see somebody that i haven't seen in a really long time and i forget their name but i have my wife with me and i know my wife has never met him i'm like Dumb. oh this is my wife and that's how i that's how i just lead into it and then <laughs> and then it's like you know it's like the cheat code, forget it. And then I'm like, ah, Bill, that's right. All right. Oh yeah, yeah, Bill, Bill, perfect. Well, we'll get in. We'll get into why you're here. Well, I'll I'll kind of kick it off for a second. So, uh, Silas signed up within. Well, first of all, you've been following me for a while before that, and I feel like we and we communicated before that too. Um, and then, but uh, but you you came into the keep shooting subscription, man. How many months? How many months ago? The subscription, it must have been February of this year. Yeah, yeah. So it was like right when I really rolled it out for the most part. Yeah, before that, we did the shop breakdown. And that's how we kind of really officially met. Yes, yes. Right, right. So that's how that's how we got into it. And and, and basically what we're going to do here today is, is kind of obviously just say whatever we got to say. But um, it would be your experience going through it as well as kind of some more stuff that you're doing on your end. I think it'd be cool if you kind of, you know, let people know this whole idea of even you taking on kind of these challenges to get better at things, stuff like that. But I want to tell for the people that don't know, uh, Silas works at Facebook, which is which is cool. How'd you pick um, how'd you pick how'd you pick Facebook over MySpace to work at? <laughs> you know, they were both just so relevant to my life. It was really kind of a toss up decision there. That's funny. Well, did you, were you, are you too, are you too young for MySpace? Yeah. Oh, I thought that was, yeah, maybe that wasn't obvious. Yeah. I'm 25. So <laughs> by the no, time man, I graduated, it was, it was, it was in college. Like when I was in college, it, it rolled out and uh, I'll tell you what, man, not the greatest platform there ever was, but it just, uh, it is. <laughs> Could have fooled me. You, you look 25. Could have fooled me. Oh, uh, bro. I'm, so I'm 33, but like, but really like biologically, and health wise, I'm probably I'm like 24 years old, man. I think you know I'm, I'm just taking care of myself, bro. You I know? dig it. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I look 16. 
So whatever. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> I think it's cool. I think it's awesome you work at Facebook. Like whenever I hear like I've I've talked to so many people that now that, that have worked at Facebook or, or Instagram, stuff like that. I always think it's it's like fascinating to me. So I think that's a cool thing. But um why don't you tell the people a little bit about basically what you set out to do, not even just the shooting wise, but just in general, because I think that's a cool thing that a, a lot of people could relate to anyway. 100%. Yeah. So my whole life, I've loved teaching, you know, before I graduated college, I taught in the elementary school level, the high school level, like SAT classes, etc. And then actually, when I met, uh, when I met you, I was taking a break from Facebook, that they basically let me take a break from engineering to go teach at the collegiate level. So I was teaching at Georgia State, and just kind of hooping in my spare time. I think I found you via some podcast I'd listened to. And then I saw the shot breakdown, we talked about it, went through my shot. I'm like, okay, cool. This is awesome. When I left teaching, I was kind of like itching to do something more, you know, kind of educational. I knew you'd vibe with that because you love coaching, you know, primarily because you're basically like gifting somebody else the gift right. of knowledge, right? right. And, the, and the gift of like inspiration and motivation. That's nothing, there's nothing really more fulfilling than that. So my kind of idea was like, hey, wait a minute. Like I'm kind of someone who like loves learning a bunch of different things. And growing up, you know, it was always kind of seen as a negative thing. It was like, dude, like you have like so many bronze medals, you know, it was like the quote I'd be told <laughs> a lot, but you don't have any gold and pick one thing and just send it. You know what I mean? Like right. go be the best at this thing. But I, I didn't want to, right? Like I loved, you know, music and I loved sports and I loved this and that. And I wanted just to learn all these different things. And I would notice that the thing I was pretty good at was actually learning, right? It was getting somewhat good at something pretty quickly. And I was like, dang, I wonder how much of that is just like, a natural thing versus like a deliberate way of thinking. And after teaching all these different classes, I realized it's very deliberate. It's very learnable. You can learn how to learn. That was kind of when I had the idea of, okay, what if I like just tried to learn a bunch of different things across the board, different areas, different fields, and see like what's similar between them? Like what, what are constants in learning, whether it's shooting a basketball or learning how to draw, you know, like learning how to paint versus becoming you know a stronger at your bench press right like are there things that are similar across the board and that's kind of when I reached out to you to get kind of get the get your take on it and honestly like to this day like your enthusiasm when I gave you the idea is the reason I launched this project and for anyone listening if you're interested you can check out my Instagram it's just my name so s-a-i-l-e-s-h and then k-u-m-a-r the project is called jack of all trades and the idea is you know with Mike and these other mentors of mine, I'm trying to figure out how to hack mastery. And the reason I think that's important is I think that progress is one of the most powerful motivators there is. And it's like that second, I'm sure you've seen this as a coach, when someone like finally gets it, they're like, wait a minute, I'm seeing results now. I'm seeing results the proper way. I want to keep doing this. This is addicting. I want to get really, really good at it. Right. And the idea is there are certain things you can do based on like the way you practice, the kinds of coaches you surround yourself with, the content you consume, that will bring progress faster. And it was, you know, shooting a ball is kind of like a great example for me because I've actually tried to recreate my shot probably three or four times. And I never got results as quickly as I did with you. And that's what made this challenge so addicting because like every week I was seeing improvement. And that's just kind of like what made me like excited to go out and shoot. And that's why we're putting in so many hours because it was fun. It wasn't a chore. I loved it because I was getting results. I could imagine if I was shooting you know, an hour every day for months and was not getting anything out of it, I'd probably get sick of it. I'd probably quit. <laughs> but man, this guy, this guy's a scam artist, dude. What's he doing? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christmas. Uh, I, I think it's awesome. I think you said a real, 
I think the idea of hacking mastery is interesting. Um, but I think it's like, I always come back to the book mastery by George Leonard. And he says something in that book uh, about like, when you pursue mastery, it starts to spill over into these other aspects of your life. Right. So it's like, uh, I like for my biggest example is I didn't, I'm not, I'm not even like my, my intent is not to master. I love working out. Right. And it's one of those things where just by do just by working out, the more that started to spill into just other habits, eating better. Like it was like a natural, it wasn't even like I was attempting to do it. It was just like happening. Right. It's like instinctively you you're through pursuing something, you start to, it, it spills over. And I think in your case, probably without you even realizing it, you kind of, and you kind of touched on it. Like, what do these things have in common? I bet just the natural progression of taking on one thing and then taking on the next, you were able to take whatever you learned about yourself from that one, whatever amount of time you spent doing it, one thing. And now, and now you're into something, something else. And you probably took something with you that allowed you to excel at that next thing even quicker than before. Like that'd be, that'd be my, that'd be my thinking. So I'd be interested if that's something that you felt. hundred percent. Literally like you hit it exactly on, you hit the nail on the head. And a great example of this would be, you know, what I call like kind of like mindful repetition or like the, the depth of which you understand when you're practicing, right? So, okay. If I, if I don't know anything about shooting a ball and I want to get better and I go outside and I shoot for an hour, eventually I'm going to get better. Right. Like I'm just making, I'm just shooting the ball. I'm going to get better, but I'm not getting better as efficiently as I can. Right? right. So now it's like, okay, if I'm finally aware, especially in our case, our, our whole thing was how can I move the ball faster through the shot line to create power and make the ball move first. That way it can reach, you know, we can reach optimal power and repeatability and understanding that completely changed how I practice. Now it's like, even if I'm making a bunch of shots, if I'm not verifying with myself that I'm making the adjustments I was intending to make, then I'm wasting my time, right? So now all of a sudden, I'm really spending my time very efficiently towards my goal of getting becoming a better shooter in the most efficient way possible, right? And similarly, it was like the same thing with singing, right? I never really thought of singing as something you could truly improve on. I just kind of thought it was like a natural thing. I was and like, yeah, can, I have like, and I'm you can sing too, bro. You can sing. <laughs> I appreciate that. And in my head, I always thought like, okay, I'm like a decent singer. I'm not like incredible, but I'm decent. And that was just kind of like natural, whatever. And I can't get any better at it. Right. But now going through some challenges in singing, I realized that no, like you, have, you can actually get a lot better at singing. Singing is almost entirely learned and pretty much anyone can learn how to sing. And it's incredible to me to think about when I had a vocal, a professional vocal teacher teaching me and he's a professional recording artist as well. And he was basically pointing out so many small things I never noticed that I was doing when I sang. So now when I was practicing, I wasn't just, you know, singing in the shower, like I'm pretending to do a concert. I was actually sitting there recording myself. I'd sing like two or three seconds of it and stop it, listen to it and be like very finely focused on fixing these tiny, minute things, right? Think about like working out in your example, right? You could work out for an hour and just be on your phone, be lazy, not really be doing that many great things. Or you could have like a 30 minute zoned in workout, right? right. And 30 minutes can be significantly better. Even you told me once on a call, I think, the number of amount of reps you're putting up every week might not be as high as some people, but every single rep counts a lot. And when you each, each rep you take, you could probably immediately, you know, tell yourself what you did right or wrong, regardless of if the shot went in or not. 
And that's kind of like the epitome of like, wow, you're spending your time very valuably, right? Like right. I could watch you make 10 threes in a row and you might say, I don't like any of those reps because of this, 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 this. Right. Whereas someone who didn't have that depth of knowledge would say, hey, you made 10, like great job, man. Like we're done. But the fact that you can take that depth and spend your time more efficiently applies to anything you're trying to learn, whether you're new or you're an expert, that depth is absolutely important. It's required. And the better you understand that, the more efficiently you're spending your time, the faster you see progress and the quicker your motivation cycles itself. So this yeah. is just like, a, a, it just keeps on giving, you know what I mean? Like the better you can be at being aware of what you're trying to improve on, you just see better results and then you'll just, you'll keep that motivation going and you'll reach incredible heights. Yeah, I, that's incredible, man. That's incredible. I think like to me, well, first of all, the fact that you even when you started talking about shooting and you're, you're you're talking about moving the ball through the shot line and getting the ball to optimal points of power, first of all that makes that makes my heart smile you know what i mean just even hearing <laughs> that because i it's so it's always so cool to for from a teaching standpoint when when somebody like really dives in like that and then they start like like i have so many people in my subscription now that you would almost think that i would sometimes i'm like oh, am i talking to myself you know what i mean like the way that the way that the language starts to get thrown around and some people listening to this are going to have like no idea what we're talking about, but um, it's, I, that's, that's the coolest thing to me. And then the idea of what you said, like coming back to the, the mindful repetition is I had a, uh, I had a conversation with somebody the other day because I, I had given them some, some drills to do and they had come, they had come back to me and they said, yeah, but are these drills, specific to me and are they actually going to help with uh achieving what i where i want to get to and i had this moment and i was like how do i explain this and i broke it down to them and i said look a, a drill will always just be a drill right or like a vocal lesson would always just be a vocal lesson but unless you have a firm understanding of what the goal is and what we're trying to accomplish it it's a any you can get anything out of any drill that drill is completely pointless if you don't know what you're actually trying to do with it right and so like we could i could assign drills all day and within whatever drill i assign we can find your key area of focus if you're willing to put in the mindfulness in the in the reps that any drill can become valuable when you when you kind of break it down that way so i you kind of you touching on that i think was uh it's it's just so tr it's so true, man. It's such a it's such a cool thing with learning to me. But it's, I feel like so few people go down that far into the rabbit hole of learning to even want to get to that point. You know, totally. And it's interesting because the point you bring up is also for the students' benefit, right? If I'm relying on you to give me specific drills that I can do, you know, like on autopilot that will automatically fix my shots. Like, okay, a I wish, right? Like it's not gonna happen. Right. B in the flip side where now, you know, I, you know, if you look at any of Mike's posts on Instagram, like all of the people who were like, follow him, we all kind of like learn like the Mike Dunn language. You know what I mean? It's like, Hey, like the ball is moving fast. It's, you know, moving first, relieving guide hand pressure. You know, like we, we, we speak the same language now. It's kind of like right. he says a bunch of, bunch of mini, mini mics out there, which is incredible <laughs> to see. But the, you know, aside from just being kind of funny, like the importance of that is, the empowerment you're putting onto your students and your subscribers, right? It's not so much that we rely on you to prescribe us drills, like it's medication, right? Now it's like, we're able to self prescribe, right? If I go out there and I shoot today and I'm like, man, like my power is really just weak. 
I started jumping really hard to get power and I was losing control. I'm thinking, okay, wait a minute. I'm getting power from the wrong place. Let me try and do, you know, some bounce throughs. Let me like do some things to get myself back in rhythm. Even like the whole idea of, hey, if I'm missing a bunch of shots, maybe I need to step away from the basket for a bit. Maybe I need to focus on, you know, shoot the line, shoot the line drill, get everything back in order and then come back to it, right? Like just kind of these things that, instead of having to call you and say, yo, Mike, I missed like 50 shots in a row today and feeling awful. I can make these adjustments on my own, right? right? And that's kind of the beauty of mentorship. And like, you know, one thing I've learned from this, and you were kind of like the example for me was, there's a big, there's a big spectrum of how good a mentor or a teacher or a coach can be, right? right. And it's like, you imagine like the left side of the spectrum being your coach or mentor or whoever, is really good at modeling the good behavior, right? So like, obviously you're an extremely talented shooter. If that was all you had to offer, you could basically model a good shot and you know, your students could like observe you and try and recreate it, but it's not that useful, right? And like, as you go up the spectrum, you can now, you know, like, maybe like a level two shooting, shooting coach, you know, in this example, could look at someone's shot and say, hey, this is what you're doing wrong, but not have any way to fix it, right? right? Like level three or four would be, hey, your guide hand is having too much pressure, Here's a drill to help fix that, which is kind of what we were talking about earlier. But like the ultimate level, which is where, in my opinion, I think you're at, is empowering students to self-identify what they think is going wrong in their shot, self-prescribe ways to fix that, and the entire time be mindful that that's what they're trying to fix, right? It's like if I'm doing a bouncer drill and I'm not focusing on the ball, moving the ball quickly, and I mean, like, it's probably doing something, but it's not doing as much as it could, right? right. And the fact that you can do that entire kind of knowledge loop of like, okay, why am I missing today? I'm missing because of this. Okay, how can I fix that? I'm going to do this drill while focusing on this and monitor the results. That entire loop is such a big jump from where you might start, where you're just, I'm missing a lot. Let me just keep shooting, right? Like that's, that's, a, that's a whole two different, two completely different entire mentalities. And obviously the one where you're so aware of what you're working on is going to net you so many better results. So that's why like, now I'm learning, okay, if I really want to learn something as quickly as possible and as efficiently, as effectively as possible, I need to find not only a mentor, but a good one, one who can empower me to do these kinds of things. Right. So it's, you know, I think you're saying all the right things. It makes a lot of sense. I think it's, it's incredible, man. Like that's, that's, uh, that's, I mean, all of that is so, so cool to me. And it's just, it, it I'm, I'm just of this, like, I'm of the belief that from, from the teaching standpoint, like no matter what success anybody has, like, that's not like, to me, that's not really my success, right? Like, I always, I almost like to think of myself as like a book, right? Anybody can pick up the book, and the information is there, right? The information's in front of you, unless you implement it, and you really dive into it. It's just words, right? Or it's just, in my case, you know, whatever, whatever, drills, or what, and, and words, right? But without the implementation on, on the end of the student, you know, you're never going to get the results that, that you ultimately want to get. So, you know, I think it's a kudos to you in terms of really just saying, hey, man, I'm going to go all in on this understanding. But I, I mean, and at the same time, I mean, it makes sense given given the jack of all trades in terms of what you're what you're out to accomplish anyway. But I just think it's it's awesome, man. I think it's it's such a it's such a cool thing on your end. And it's inspiring, man. I think you'll you'll see. I mean, you're still younger, but you'll see there's a lot of people out there that they get older and older and they're so scared to try different things or afraid to think that 
oh, if I took singing lessons, people would look at me funny and I can't do that because I, and it's like, why? Like, just, just go out there and just learn. And you're going to be so surprised about what you're going to be able to pull out of yourself or where you'll be able to get to or where it will lead you. So I think what you're doing, man, is just, it's such a, it's such a cool thing, man. I think it, I think that you touch one person, five people, whatever, 10 people, that's, that's enough, man. That's more than enough in terms of just lighting a fire under somebody's ass and saying, Hey, it's time for me to just go ahead and pursue this thing that I've always wanted to kind of time and get into. And that's exactly the dream, right? Like I don't want, my goal is not people to see my page and think, wow, this guy can do it all. I want them to look at my page and say, wow, this guy could do it. I could definitely do it. You know what I mean? Like I want someone to see my, my basketball post say, wow, this like, you know, five, eight average athleticism guy can learn how to shoot. I could definitely do it. You know what I mean? And have them like, get up in the morning, go to, go to a court, you know, and put up shots, right? That's what I want. I want someone to think, wow, he got that much better at singing in 30 days. Maybe I could do that. Like, that's the kind of emotion I want to put in people. Cause I think, you know, part of the, part of the reason people don't start, they don't like open the door to this, this new next, next chapter of learning. Cause they don't think it's possible. Right. Right. They just think, ah, I mean, you know, like I, you know, maybe I tried it before and it's not going to happen. Right. Or maybe oh, I think it's all natural It's you know, it's all genetics. And it's, you know, you know, sometimes just seeing somebody else do it, that maybe is relatable, you know, like maybe not everybody like played basketball their whole life. Right. I only started playing basketball, like, you know, rel- you know seriously in quotes, you know, for a, for a recreational player, of course, uh, in college. Yeah. Right? I didn't play my whole life. I didn't play AAU. I didn't play like high school ball. Like, no, I started in college. I'm a shorter guy. I was, you know, maybe average athleticism. I just like like the sport. And, you know, to be able to, you know, learn how to shoot. Of course, I have, like, so much more to learn, right? There's so much more out there. But to become better at shooting than I ever was in college, despite trying so many times, is a testament that your failures might not indicate your potential. You know what I mean? Like, I tried recreating my shot three three or four times. That's a quote right there, bro. That's what I'm saying, man. You need to write that down right now. (laughs) That is that is a quote. I'm gonna I gotta I'm gonna have to listen to this back and then steal it and tweet it and then see if I can get get some love with that dude. We'll see who 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 beats the other two. I'll put it in quotes and I'll put your initials and then put Facebook. (laughs) That was yeah. That's money, dude. That's 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 so good. That's so good. I uh. I think that just, just kind of watching your journey through, you know, from my end specifically, I mean, I, I can't, I can't stress enough just how, how appreciative I am of you of even coming to me and being like, Hey man, I want to, I want to do this. Um, because whether you know it or not, although it was just February of 2020, um, that's when I had just rolled this whole thing out. And to me, you know, one person even signing up at that point was a huge deal to me. You know what I mean? And it's now grown and grown and grown, which has been awesome. But um, for you to come in kind of on the ground floor within like the first 10 people that ever signed up, uh, that means it it means, it means so much to me, man. So I can't, I can't thank you enough for, for, you know, for me, luckily being in the right place at the right time. Um, But then, then you following through with it and, 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 and really taking it to kind of the extreme that you did. Yeah, of course. And it's all love to you, man. Especially like, I think from our, our first like shot breakdown FaceTime session, I just realized how much of a nerd you were. Man. <laughs> I was like, 
damn, this guy might be like, I forget how tall you are, like six eight or whatever, like you know, college hooper, like, but he's a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute, this could be kind of fun. And I was like, damn, like someone who like loves shooting, but it's not just like like a natural thing. It's very deeply understood. And I was like, oh no, this guy, this guy is it. This is it, bro. And I think what I also loved is we had like a maybe like just a random catch-up session or something, maybe a couple of months into the challenge. And I remember we were talking about kind of the, the longevity of your love for shooting, right? Right. And I remember you said, like, you're never going to be done learning how to shoot. Right. I, I, I paused you. I was like, wait, wait, Mike, you mean like learning how to teach how to shoot, right? And you're like, well, that too, but also learning how to shoot. And I was like, just, I, I think my job dropped. I was like, dude, you're literally in the upper echelon of shooters in the world right now <laughs> and you want to keep learning like why don't you just like you know give it a rest man like you're good like it's okay you know you can like pull up from half court and you know okay like what else do you want <laughs> you're like no dude like there's no end state right yeah man and that's kind of where like you know the next the next quotable thing comes up where it's like perfection is an illusion right there's only progress i think you actually told me that yeah. on that one of our threads and that's when like that completely reframed my understanding of this challenge and you know how I mean I eventually want to write a book on learning and the number one theme is going to be it's not about getting somewhere right it's about it's about just learning as like a state of being you know what I mean like you should always be learning anything you do like you can build this habit of just being mindful and being aware of what you're trying to accomplish and you're just gonna be better in everything you do whether it's like it could be about being a partner it could be about your job it could be about learning a sport it could be anything right just the idea of like I'm aware of these things and I'm consistently trying to make myself better in any way I can it's addicting and the fact that like you know like out of all these challenges I've not met a single coach who's been like yeah I'm pretty much done learning how to do this no everyone's like no no no. I want to keep at this I love getting better I don't have there's no destination in sight there's no end goal I'm just doing this this is what I love doing and don't get me wrong setting goals is important like goals milestones is a great powerful motivator but it should never be so much like, oh, okay, once I can hit, you know, 50% of my shots from three-pointers, you know, unguarded, I'm going to be done learning how to shoot. It's like, you don't really want to frame it like that, right? Because, like, you're going you're gonna to lose it eventually, A. And, B, it's like, it kind of defeats the purpose, right? The whole point is falling in love with this idea of learning. Right. And I think when you said that you were not done learning how to shoot, that's when it hit me. I was like, oh, <laughs> well, he, he different, different. Well, you got it's, it's like that whole idea of, like, um. I mean, people say it all the time, but for, for some reason, we all think that, you know, the the, the American way is, you know, uh, go to high school, go to college, maybe get your master's, whatever. OK, you're done. Right. When in when in reality and, that, and that's what so many people do. Right. In terms of their the learning stage of their life. But when you look at the the people who are just like uberly successful, the learning just never ends. It's like that quote, um, you know, a formal education will make you a living. Self-education will make you a fortune. Right. So it's, it's in it. And I've luckily have come across people in my life now that have um, that are in completely different areas, uh, but are wildly, wildly successful people and have kind of brought me into, you know, the way they kind of think things or approach things and got me under on this track of, oh, OK, yeah, self, yeah, self-education, self-education. And, you know, and not just self-improvement, but like literally self-education in terms of understanding business and all this kind of stuff. And I've seen just in a year's time 
what that can do financially, physically, all that kind of stuff. And it's absolutely incredible, man. Like the fact of ever thinking that you'd stop learning and stop progressing is frightening to me now. Like that's like you could I I, I don't need like I don't really need anything at this point. I feel like at this point, if you just give me a few books uh, that, that specialize in certain areas, I'll at least figure out my way to make a living in that area. Like that's how I feel now. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's all I need. Give me the information and I'll find a way to implement it. And I think, I think that's where, you know, that's where the learning part. And when you write the book, man, you got to let me know. I'll be the first one to buy it because I just, I love, I love, (laughs) I could go off on this stuff all day. (laughs) And that's kind of the beauty of it, right? Like this, the state you've reached where the idea of being stagnant is scary. That's like what we need to have, right? I mean, we've seen this year, right? Life can change really freaking quickly right and I'm, I'm super excited to post that video of like my shot over time because you can see the the basketball court changes in like every single video because i was literally moving across the country yeah. uh, because of how much covid changed changed our life right and it's just like you know like you said like you know the te- techno- technological revolution like stuff will be always changing and it's in our best interest to be able to adapt to that whether or not i mean it might not be as serious as like a career it might just be as something as fun as like learning a new skill learning how to be a parent you know but regardless being stagnant is just a scary idea right it's like a waste of time almost and i think a lot of people are very comfortable with that and you know i'm myself trying to push myself to think more like the way you just described where it's like the idea of being stagnant should be scary right it's like even if you're just having fun you know doing something you should be like thinking about it right you should be like fully present and aware of the things you're trying to improve at even if it's just casually just trying to casually get better at i don't know chess or something right instead of just playing a lot think about it right like read some books do something you know like just do whatever it can to be more present and be like just having a fully adaptable mind it's such a beautiful way to just live yeah man i love it i feel like this is a good place to wrap everything up I would want I want I want you to say whatever else you want to say in terms of um, in terms of the the, the your uh, your platform and what you're trying to trying to push and, and to and to, pro- to provide to people. Um, I know we're going to do a, a giveaway that if you want to talk about it and then and then obviously give your Instagram handle so people can go check you out and and uh, get all that information there. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, yeah, you guys can uh, follow me on Instagram. Um I'm pretty busy with work and other stuff, so I don't really have a ton of social media platforms, but I'm happy to answer any questions on there. It's just at um, my full name, which is S-A-I-L-E-S-H-K-U-M-A-R. Uh, again, the idea is to basically try and figure out learning. Uh, if you guys have something you want to see me try and learn, just DM me. I'll try it. I don't care what it is. I'll give it a go. Um, but yeah, super happy to be here. Thank you so much, Mike. One, one last and, question. Yeah. I want to ask one last question because, uh, because I'm it. curious. In a, in a brief, brief answer, can you tell me what it's like to work at Facebook? 100%. Yeah. So one thing to caveat is I specifically work on Facebook's, uh, I guess, reality products. So like Oculus, so augmented and virtual reality. So it's not as much like your Instagram, your, your Facebook app and whatnot, more just uh, virtual reality. I, I freaking love it, man. Uh, I might just send you a headset sometimes so you can give it a shot if you haven't Bro, already. But I have... I have an idea about introducing virtual reality type thing into training. So we should talk about it one time. I'm down, but dude, it's incredible. Especially cause I think I, I personally think, and obviously, you know, I'm 
super unbiased, right? But I think uh, VR and AR is going to be the, the next computing platform, kind of like the phone was. Heck yeah. And it's just so exciting to be seeing it, right? Like I see the headsets today and I, I compare them to like when your phone was like the size of, you know, like a huge phone, right? You imagine your computer, your computer room was like an entire huge box, right? Yeah. That's the type of device we see right now. So now it's like, okay, if this is like your really old archaic wired phones, what does the iPhone of VR look like? And that just gets me super excited. Yeah, man. That's so incredible. I just think it's, I think it's awesome. You work there, man. The so, so the social network is one of my favorite movies of all time, just because there's so, there's so many quotable lines in that movie. And like, I don't know, man. I just, I love, I love that. I love that movie. I just think it's so cool. You work there, man. So just the, you know, I think I'm, 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 I'm jealous. You know what I mean? I'm a little bit jealous that you, you get to work for a company like that, but I think it's, it's pretty cool. Maybe you can learn coding and then come through. Yeah, you know what? I'm actually going to give that to you, but uh, I'll come, I'll come through. I'll check it out for sure. You come visit though, for sure. <laughs> All right, brother. I, hey man, I appreciate you coming on. Um, yeah, man, this was good. See, I told you, this is you just got to get on here and wing it. Just open conversation. I feel like everything flows so much better that way. You're absolutely right. I was, you got me a little nervous. This is my first podcast. You crushed it. That man. was fun. You crushed it. You're a natural. I enjoyed it. You must work at Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. I appreciate you taking the time, man. All right, G. Thank you so much. You it, See you, Mike.